Today on Parent Time, we talk to Bill and Beth Stephen, the sisters behind one of Australia's most endearing children's acts, the Teeny Tiny Stevies, on Benny Asking People Questions. My next guest landed on the early childhood music scene a little over a year ago with a debut album, Useful Songs for Little People. With honest topics and acute childlike observations, its release placed them firmly in the midst of some of Australia's greatest children's musicians, and it is somewhat a little overwhelming and substantially humbling to be sitting opposite them today. I talk, of course, about Beth and Bill. Yes. Commonly known as the Teeny Tiny Stevies, <laughs> and thanks for taking your time. Oh, oh. thanks, Benny. Thanks so much. Uh, welcome it's to Sydney. a lovely introduction. Sydney. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah, I, I get accused of going a bit over the top, but sometimes <laughs> I think it's totally no, warranted. totally justified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so the Teeny Tiny Stevies has been growing quite rapidly, it seems, for you in the last year. Is it a little bit bigger than you kind of imagined it was going to be? Well... That's really nice to hear because it's hard to get perspective on yourself, yeah. I think. Um, when you're in something. When you're in, yeah, when you're in it. Um, so I think it's taking off in ways that we, um, you know, when you start a new project, we sort of had these little visions of how we thought things might go and they're not going exactly how we thought they would go, but they're taking off in different ways. And so we're just sort of running with that, mm. you know. Yeah, um, how do you balance it between uh, Teeny Tiny and Little Stevie's because one's playing at midnight and another's playing at 7am? Yeah. Yeah. How, does, how does that work? We're still getting our head around that. It's been great though. Yeah. Um, it's it's we, a lot more probably a lot more opportunities have opened themselves up yeah. because we've had both um, both projects mm. happening and running at the same time and we can sort of go to people and um, and offer both. Yeah, that sure. can be a thing, which yeah. has been really great. Well, have you have you been have you had to sort of start from scratch or have or has a lot of the little Stevie's fans kind of helped this along a bit? I think I think. I think that, yeah. I think we've been really lucky to kind of springboard off the fact that our fan base were all at the stage where they were either having kids or they were getting grandkids. Yep. Um, So I think that really, really helped. You know, we at least just got the music out there to a really dedicated bunch of people um, who embraced it straight away. Because you have pretty... You've got pretty devoted fans. It seems to be the people that are into the Teeny Tiny Stevies are like seriously into it. You know, they want the world to know about they it. Are a bit, know? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, funny. Very lucky. Yeah, you willing to share any of them at all? Would you? Be great. Anytime ones would be really yes, beneficial. Of course, we're always willing to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how are you finding live for kids? Was it? Is it? Is it? Like, how did it start? Was the first concert for a child just a totally different scenario? Did you approach it the same? Did you? Um, I think the first Tiny Tiny show we did was, um, no, it wasn't the most enjoyable. What was it? <laughs> what Do, you Do you remember what it was? Well, it was quite recent because we've only been doing it for a for year, year, I guess, under a year. Um, but which one was it? Maybe a festival somewhere. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I really want to oh, yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel like... <laughs> I'm trying to look for an eye movement so I can remember which one it was. <laughs> but this was the thing because... Um, it, it, it hasn't been a project where we've just sort of been able to, you know, play some sort of yeah, sure. some 
pub venues, you know, that you can go sort of... Sort of warm-ups. Warm-up shows, yeah. you know. We sort of went straight into, you yeah. know, a big show. A big you know, major festival yeah. and then we're on like the, the, the bill as a teeny tiny CV. It's yeah. a very different crowd too. I guess when you're playing to adults, there is a certain... I mean, obviously the, the end game is to appease the audience, but there is. it's also a little bit inward as well. It's about you kind of expressing yourself a bit more internally, you know, and sort of sharing yeah. that with people. And if you're playing a pub and there's 15 people there and no one's really listening, yeah. you're still getting enormous joy out of that. But when you're playing well, no. to kids... Yeah, or no, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're playing to kids, there are different crowds, you know. They kind of... I don't yeah. know, it's, it's a different level of trying to engage them, I guess. Was, well, that, was that a different... Yeah, if they're, definitely. Not in, if they're not interested in something, they certainly let you know they, through yeah. their body language. Yeah. Yeah. And talking just over the over top, the top. Of you, Yeah, exactly. Of you, yeah. And sometimes even, the funny thing is, sometimes even when they are enjoying something, they talk over the top of you. You know, like we played this little thing the other day, you know, and we actually played a little set at my son's childcare centre, um, which was gorgeous, but there was one kid there who I know was loving it and he's a big teeny tiny Seabees fan and he spoke literally during every song like asking questions about the lyrics and it was not sort of a scenario where we were on a stage or anything we were just in the room and it, and it was very distracting we just had to sort of block it out because um anyway so but you know it's it's good training to kind of just be like not be put off by that just keep doing your thing just yeah there's a digger in the middle of the sand pit i really Let's just actually get to the music. I was listening to the little Stevies to sort of try to get that correlation between sort of what you do there and what you do at Teeny Tiny. And it seems like the last album, um, the Diamonds for Diamonds for Your Tea, yep. Diamonds for Your Tea, it was much more subdued and it all and yeah. but compared to the earlier yeah. stuff, and it almost felt like Teeny Tiny Stevies was an opportunity for you all just to kind of get a bit rambunctious and a bit a bit lively again did it feel like it was pretty fun it was pretty fun writing those songs and they it probably ended up a lot more upbeat and as you say rambunctious than what we maybe initially um, expected it to be yeah so yeah it's really fun and it's so much fun to play live Mm. those songs for that reason well it's just really interesting because most people when they do children's music take their adult music and not not dumb it down, but simplify it somewhat. They often use less instruments, oh, and right. then lyrically, it's a little bit more simpler, and the melody's a bit more simple. Because I mean, I think that's kind of the general rule of thumb that you heard once in a textbook or a TV show or something. Right. Whereas yeah, yours, we didn't want to do that. From diamonds from yeah, for your tea, it's like it's almost when you went in the opposite way. That the melodies are much, it's much yeah. quicker, it's faster. There's almost more words going on, and the musically seems. It's a bit more with her. Like it feels like it's just a band as yeah. well. Yeah, well, that's that's what it is. Mm. Like we recorded it. Um, we sort of learnt the learnt the songs with the. Well, we wrote the songs, then we took the songs to the band, learnt the songs with the band for a couple of rehearsals in a rehearsal space, and then went in um, for two days at a, at a studio in Melbourne and just recorded the whole thing, like in all the bands in two days. Yeah. yeah. Can you not tell people <laughs> things like that? It was hard. Like it was years, so hard. Yeah. Just like, it was, no, but what it was, you're hearing is a tenth version. It's actually one of the quickest musical was, projects though that I think yeah. we've, ever, we've done, ever done, which was which was amazing. It really also kind of set set us free from this idea that 
um, making an album has to be so difficult and, and long. so long and so hard. It was like, no, like we can do this really really well and really quickly and just it's it's simple you know that's not to say that it was more simpler musically than anything else we've ever done but it was just we were just like bringing it back and we actually you know we didn't work with a producer for this album we made those production decisions ourselves which was we thought you know that's something we'd like to do in the future with other little Stevie's albums and stuff and we thought this would be a good one to practice that on to try you know because we weren't sure you know what was going to happen with it so but you do really yeah. get the sense of a band like you get the sense yeah that well that's you, what it was took, yeah. I, I had images of you literally turning up to rehearsal and going we're now doing a kids album next yeah yeah this pretty much it. these are the songs these are the songs yeah, yeah. I pick out a jacket I pick out some pants I collect some socks and some shoes to dance I pick out a t-shirt Was it a pretty? Is it? Are you quite collaborative that way with the band? I mean, do you all just sit in the room and go, "Here's the acoustic version." Well, we we have a very good idea about yeah. how we want things to sound and the feels of things. Um, sometimes they, you know, the feels change a little when you're sort of jamming it out with everybody. Or, um, but certainly between the two of us, I think if because there are two of us and two people and sure. already two instruments playing and two voices being sung, you've got. You've got a pretty good base to then build everything around. And also we make sure we work with excellent people, excellent players who are great at what they do. We know they're great at what they do. So, you know, we're confident... In, even remotely surprised when you turned up and said we're doing a children's album. <laughs> oh, that I don't know. Wait. <laughs> yeah, finally, God, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they were. They were just stoked. Yeah, they're a bunch of legends. So I think they were. I think they were particularly um, impressed with some of the time signatures that we involved in some of the songs. <laughs> yeah. On a yeah, you know sure. like a funny music technical level of like. <laughs> yeah, they're like why you know, Oh, this one's in five. <laughs> oh, this one's in seven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was enjoyable for them as much as it was enjoyable for us. It's um cuz it's fun, you know, you get yeah. back to feeling little yeah, again and fun. and being feeling silly and and yeah. I want to talk about the lyrics because the the the, the songs to for little people like to it, you know, you've got toileting, you've got the dressing, you've got the 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 patience. You have the, they're not particularly groundbreaking concepts no. to bring to children but there is a way you bring them that is pretty rare and I was trying to work out what it was but it's almost there's it's like lyrically it's almost like the two of you and also with little Stevie's it's almost like you shy away from trying to be too lyrical and poetic it seems mm. to be just <laughs> yeah. a little bit more on, no a bit more honest yeah. it doesn't mean it's not lyrical yeah yeah no no do yeah. you know what I mean it's like well as long as it rhymes the rest of the words is just me talking to you in a pub but that, that was, was yeah. except with kids, not in the That was definitely the intention, mm. though, was to mm. come up with the topic of the song, mm. and sort of how, what's the simplest version that we can get this message across? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the simplest version and the most direct, but also try and make that poetic. Yeah. Which was that was sort of the main challenge, I think, lyrically. Don't you think? Like, yeah. Because did you spend a lot of time on the lyrics? We like, did. Was yeah. It a bit yeah. Of a a long time on the lyrics, obsessing over them. In fact, More and also so that re- you do with little Stevies. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and really, um, 
And also, yeah, like, no, it was really, really important to us, the lyrics, because also we wanted to make sure that we weren't... Uh, <clears throat> catering uh, just to specific well, groups we, of people. Yeah, and we, we, we didn't want to be um, emphasising sort of uh, gender stereotypes so mm. or anything like that. So, you know, when there's a song about um, put, put them away, uh, at, <laughs> this is, might be boring, but, you know, when we first written out the lyrics, it was that there's a place for dad's keys, there's a place for mum's shoes or something. Yeah. And they were like, switch that. There's a place for mum's keys, there's a place for dad's shoes. Mm. Just every time we'd, we'd go back over lyrics and read something that was sort of, mm. um, yeah, we just wanted to... Just really turn that on its head. Yeah, well, in a very little way, you know. But you also do it in um, "There's a Baby in Mum's Tummy." You, you know, Dad's, we got, a, Dad. Dad's got a presence in that yes. song, which not a lot of people do. Because thank you for noticing yeah, that. Because yeah, because it's also <laughs> quite a you know, it's a pretty intimate thing between a child and a mother. But to of sort course, of so we leave Dad child out and of Dad that as well. Way. Yeah. The baby in Mum's tummy is where I used to be. Dad said when it gets here, it'll share my room with me. Baby in mum's tummy cannot walk or talk or crawl So we'll make it some wings so we can fly into my arms this is Whose decision was it to make it entirely in the first person? Because oh. that's, something, that's something people don't often do when they're singing to children, particularly about a thing to do, like, you know... Toileting, it's usually a. Oh, right, because you, know, you need go to, to go, you know, hey, when you feel like this. Whereas oh. I was listening again to the album. I actually uh, not don't think I we realised we'd done that. <laughs> Until this moment, we didn't even know that oh. we'd done that. <laughs> wow. This has been great for us. Yeah, I know. It doesn't help me much at all to know that you're just like thinking of these things while you're like, you know, picking up rubbish or something or well, like taking true. the bins out and going. You know, I have images of you going, how can we make this work? What about the first person? But that is bizarre, though, that, that that just came to us naturally, to mm. sing it from a place of as if it's the kid singing it. particularly it? having children yourself as well because your first instinct would be to sing to the child. Right. Whereas you've decided to sort of be the child. Be the child, yes. And also kind of in, like, because I teach um, primary school oh, as really? well. Yeah, I oh, teach... Sorry, um, I didn't realise performing arts for primary school kids and particularly for the younger year levels yeah. and I've certainly learnt and noticed over the last few years that when I when I get up and I demonstrate mm. or model something for them um, and really take ownership of that they are so on board you know yeah, sure. and they just they right. just want to do it too and mm. they want to show you that they can do it too right well um, maybe and, and it's really a lot of kids at this age it's really a lot about modelling isn't it so it's, yeah. they want to do what you're doing. So if you're singing, I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, yeah, totally. I think that's, they're all great answers. Yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. I am the first who made her burst with love. Writing to a specific theme. Yep. Performers and writers often feel that's actually really good because yeah. it's, you're not just opening yourself up and going, hey, what about, you know, you're having yeah. to be very specific. Did that make a difference or did that pose different kind of problems for you? It was, it was actually so good because, mm. yeah. yeah, essentially we did. We, we worked out the 12, 11 or 12 different topics that we wanted mm. to write about mm. and then, yeah, it was just a matter of brainstorming yeah, sure. all the different things we could think about it relating really felt to like that topic. S- sorry to interrupt. It really felt like going to work. Yeah, didn't it? Did. Like, you know, yeah. you'd come over and we'd go into the back room and we're like, okay, what, what song are we doing today? Like, let's, let's nut this out. It was, um, and you don't have to have an emotional connection necessarily. Like yeah, sometimes yeah, sure. you feel like you have to have with you know yeah, other totally. musical stuff. Mm. Um, 
which was great. Well, that goes back to that performing thing as well. I think when you perform as an adult, or sorry, doing adult music, it is quite intensely personal. But when you're writing and performing for children, you you are now really having to think about the audience that's going to be listening, not in good or bad sense, but like, you know, you are going, is a kid going to... What yeah. are they going to get out of this? Oh, Whereas absolutely. the other version is, I really like this song because it's about my personal experience. Yeah. Whereas and I have it's a not, it doesn't cut people. it here. You need yeah. to make sure the child gets that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> we just totally agree with what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Entirely. <laughs> exactly. No, but it, yeah, for, in terms of writing, it was a really great project to do because, um, yeah, well, I guess after we'd done it, we realised we could do that, you know, yeah. write to topic and... Um, you know, successfully, and uh, finally, so you can start doing jingles and things now. Now, finally, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? When you when you only do maybe a specific thing for a really long time, you can start to forget that you actually have so many more skills in yeah. lots of other different areas. So, um, it was just a really great way of reminding ourselves that, of course, we can do this. Mm. You know, yeah. we already do this. It's just in a slightly different format. Um, with the topic, so you you came up. Was there any reason why it was just 11 what you came up with? Because the traditional thing in kids' music is you bring out an album of, like, 40 songs. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, because a lot of them go for, like, a minute and a half, two right. minutes. Or yeah. you know, yours well, is guess... a bit more. I guess it's a bit more. I mean, not that that's the traditional way, but, you know, a lot of people tend to just... Bang them out like that. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess, but just the whole the whole way we approach this whole thing is, is very much like we we... We wanted to approach this kids' album like an adult album, you know, mm. with different lyrics. We didn't want to be using instruments that we wouldn't use on an adult album, for example. Yeah, sure. You know, um, and and so it never occurred to us to do, like, 40 songs. It just, yeah, sure. we were just like, well, we're making an album. This yeah. is how we do it. Um, so let's think, yeah, let's do, a, you know, it's around about 11 songs. Yeah, sure. And yeah. We'd, we'd worked out that these particular topics were good. And we started with topics that were um, sort of happening to my son, um, you know that that I needed a bit of extra help with, sure, yeah. <laughs> and then investigated some other, um, you know, universal challenges that other kids face, like being afraid of the dark. He mm. he was not afraid of the dark, but that was one um, that we realised a lot of other people were dealing with. Mm. Um, also, learning to be patient. I've since realised my son does need lots of help with that. Take me through the process of, a, of, a, of just the average start of a song right through to you finished recording it. And let's use as an example, say, I don't know, just off the top of my head, one of the greatest songs ever written for a child that's ever been conceived, um, I Ate a Rainbow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a rainbow, yes I did. It was colourful and it tasted good. It's a oh, fun thanks. one, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. It's, actually, it's been really like surprising the response we've had from that at festivals we've yeah. been playing this year. Yeah. And lots of people have come up and hadn't have said that exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Which it wasn't necessarily one that we would have chosen. As, yeah. You know, we we thought really did it almost not make it on the album. Wasn't that? But it's just that that was probably the most kiddie song on on it. So sure. and so we because of where we were kind of coming at this kids music thing for us, we were like, oh, I don't know. You know, but you're right. It's an absolute. It was the easiest to write. It was the easiest. Yeah, so it came out really. See, that's quickly. that's ironic because I would actually look at that song, and for me, it would be almost the least kid. Oh, like, really? That's yeah. cool. Um, just because it's just just more musically, not that it's particularly out there, but it's just presented in a way that I don't think kids are necessarily prepared for. You know, yeah. and it's kind of you know, it's very rhythmical and things like yeah. that. But um, subconscious, you know. 
but kids respond very well to it. Anyway, I think it's a great yeah, well, I just There's no reason for that question other than for me just to bring it up so yeah. I can hear you talk about it. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was a kid, um, and we did a lot of this when we were making the album, just... I mean, this is right for every adult, isn't it? No one feels really that that removed from when they're a kid. Like, yeah, or sure. is that just me? I don't know. No, but that's it for everyone. Yeah, so I would say, I'll think a lot of the time. Well, I remember when I was a kid, my thing mm. used to be, I used to learn all the lyrics to like Aladdin, you know, all the songs yeah. of Aladdin, for example. And there was this real kind of, um, you know, sense of achievement if I knew all the lyrics mm. and I could sing them, yeah, you know, sure. with the song and just like bang them out, you know. And yeah. so with, with I Had a Rainbow, lyrically anyway, uh, you know, one of the ideas was just trying to make it a song that um, that kids would want to learn the lyrics to, mm. and and they'd feel a sense of achievement yeah. if they could know them all. Yeah, sure. Well, it's also it. very. I mean, it is also the simplest melody in the way that you hear it once and you can get onto it straight yeah. away. And for a child, that familiarity is quite important as well. Yes. You know, to, for them to be able to recognise something quite quickly. You know, yes. I think that's really good. But that started with um, just a just a. Uh, mentioned that started with a, a riff Beth had on guitar. She just came in one day and just started playing that riff. And then yeah, we just rode over that. Was it? How did you? Because obviously not having children, and all of a sudden your sister with children going, "We're doing a kids album." Did you sort of go, "Ah, uh, sure, okay"? Or did you? I mean, well, being a teacher, you would have had yeah. some sort of association anyway. Yeah. Well, I think um, like there are some really great teaching resources out there for music stuff. Um, there are also some maybe that you come across that, um, I don't know, it's just really interesting using a mix of resources in like a classroom yeah, sure. and seeing how the kids respond to them. And, um, you know, I've definitely used things where I've just gone, oh, okay, I'm never going to use that again because they really just did not engage yeah, yeah, in sure. that. Um, and then, yeah, you, you take note of the ones that they really do engage yeah. in and probably take tips from that. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. And having Beth... Um, with her experience with young kids in primary school was really handy because, you know, obviously we're writing about subjects that were maybe more suited to the specific age of my son, mm. you know, at the time, sort of four-ish or something. But f- so, for example, with the toilet song, we, we had an inkling that older kids would find it funny because they'd feel like yeah. they're in on the joke. Yeah. So even if they did go to the toilet on the toilet already, they would be... Yeah, they would feel like they're in on the joke. Cause I don't go in bed, I don't go in nappies, I don't go in undies, I don't go in my pants. I only go to the toilet, on the toilet. With children, particularly two children, it's hard to find time to do it. And and not the children are a hindrance, but sometimes it's about trying to find time to be able to get in the headspace to write. Did you find that that worked opposite having the the loving chaos of children around you when you're trying to write a children's album? I have found, for me, I think it's amazing when parents can work with their kids around, but I cannot work when my kids are around. Yeah. My kids don't like me doing anything that is not completely centred on them. So I rely heavily. I've been very lucky up until this point to rely heavily on grandparents. Um, Sure. uh, And uh, and my son does a couple of days at um, childcare and so we would sort of book in time sort of around that. Beth works four days. So we pretty much, you know, made the album on Fridays. Yeah, right. (laughs) And two weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the actual writing process wasn't particularly long either. It was like... It would have been over a few months. But, it, you know, yeah. it was just sort of Fridays and nights. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, so I, my, my chaos is complete chaos when my kids are around. I can't do yeah. anything that, um, you know, resembles yeah, sure. 
anything, they're getting actually anything done. And if I even open my laptop, they're like, ah, I hit your laptop, <laughs> you know, and I just end up getting frustrated with them and angry and it's just, it doesn't work for me. So I don't know how these people do it, like working from home while they're looking after their kids because... Yeah, I, I suspect it's a thing that people want people to think they do but I don't think anyone does <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone does unless I put on play school you're going to work from home no you're not no, yeah. you're going to spend your whole time feeding and rolling around on the ground and you know it's, yeah. it's not going to happen there's a place for dad's shoes there's a place for mum's keys there's a place for my toys there's a place for everything put them away put them away I can help you put them away Film it on Simon Howe. How did that happen and how did you go yeah. about finding the look? Because finding a look's pretty important. Yes, yes. that's right. Well, we um, we met Simon through uh, through uh, Robin, who used to be in the band Little Stevie's with us, yeah. um, our close family friend. Um, so he was with us for years and then he went off to do filmmaking full-time. Um, so, yeah, we met him through Robin and he lives around the corner from us in Melbourne and yeah. he's work is just beautiful yeah. so gorgeous and so. we kind of just said can you draw some animated characters that look like us <laughs> yeah with simple different colored tops mm. and pants on like he's obviously come on board and really enjoys the, but the I think process he do, I think he does I think he's um yeah no he's been really great to work with because obviously we've had small budgets for everything we've done um sort of launching something completely mm. new and uh and he's been able to really work with um what we've had sure. and, and and make something work that we're all really proud of that yeah. he's really proud of too that he's proud to put his name to mm. so um, yeah no I hope we get to I really hope um, we, we we get to make enough money to make more animations mm. that would be great you yeah. know that would yeah. be a real dream Last question, the toilet book. Mm, How yeah. do you just end up going, oh, let's do a book? Well, we just thought, gosh. Let's do a book. <laughs> what else can we do? <laughs> let's be, oh, no, let's be writers done. as well. We need it's a new Friday merch night. item. It's Friday night and I've got nothing to do. Should yeah. do a book? Actually, we should say that when we were deciding whether to do a kids' album, we were actually deciding whether we should make a kids' album or if we should go into comedy. Which <laughs> Lucky which, we did a kids' album. Lucky, because I'm not very funny. I'm not very funny really either. that carries the funnies. Mine's yeah. pretty hit and miss, my funny. Four-year-olds find anything funny, yeah, that's really. It's all about just falling over and hitting your head on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just the book just seemed yes. relevant and made sense. Yeah, well, the, I mean, toilet training is a big issue. Yep. Everyone's got to learn to use the toilet. Um, so, you know, and we had the artwork. Um, Simon had done the artwork for the yep. video clip. So we're like, this is too obvious. obvious. Yeah. We've got to turn this into a book. Um, and so people can use it as a tool, you know, going to mm. bed or whatever. We, we read our kids' books before they go to bed. And I think most people, you know, if that's their thing. Um, yeah, so that's why we did that. And uh, and it's been good. Yeah. we um, And actually it was <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago, the project, it was featured, the mm. book and the CD was mm. featured on the project as like, Best Christmas presents for 2000. Yeah. Best Christmas forever. Forever. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Even when they do it next year, it's still going to be ours. It's going to be forever. Yeah. And again, this year. And it was ever. so funny because. Is there an award? There's going to be an award for best present ever. But yeah. Sure there's like a present award. I. We should start that. Definitely. 
But um, it was funny when that happened because they did that that feature the day after um, normal post cut off for Christmas. So like the next day sure. we were like, Express Post! So it made a difference, so it actually had an impact. It did have an impact, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it was great. great. Yeah. All right, well, look, I'm going to wrap it up and let you go and enjoy yourself around Sydney. Oh, I just want to say thank you very much for really, truly a wonderful album and just giving us all something awesome to play oh, our kids. So thank much. you thank for Thank you joining so me today. much for talking to us. Yes. If you'd like to know more about Teeny Tiny Stevies, then visit their website at www.teenytinystevies.com. And for more parent time goodness, visit www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking people questions. Yeah.